0: Welcome back into Morty Tribe, ESPN 1025 The Game, hour number four, live here on a Thursday edition of the show. Nick Braden, D-Mace, Marquise, Predators back on the ice tonight at Bridgestone Arena as Nashville will skate with Minnesota. Puck drop shortly after seven, pregame at six here on 1025 The Game. Hal Gill will join us coming up in 30 minutes. Uh, In just about two minutes, we'll get to a basketball question for Nashville sports fans, Uh, but some breaking news in the world of Major League Baseball. The Philadelphia Phillies have hired Joe Girardi, former catcher, former New York Yankee skipper, to be their next manager. So if you're a Braves Mm -hmm. fan, you're one of your rivals in the NL East, has a new skipper. They go from an analytically driven guy to more of a, I think, of a feel, gut decision type of guy. In Joe Girardi, who won a World Series with the Yankees a decade ago? How about that, there you
1: go. yeah, Joe Joe Madden, right, um, out there with the Angels now. Uh, that was a weird, right? the fact that Joe Madden was removed from power from Chicago. Like you John won a Madden, you won a World Series for the Cubs, dude. Like yeah. you'd think you'd get a longer leash if you're the guy who brought the Cubs. To a World Series, you
0: only ended like a hundred and eight-year <laughs> drought. <laughs> it's
1: Like you, the guy doesn't have more leash than a couple of years. Nope, that's like, don't not mean nothing. I mean, I guess not. To win another, what, one. what have you done for me lately? Yeah, Got to so. win another one. I always thought Girardi was pretty solid. Yeah. I, I didn't think he was a bad manager.
0: No, I think it's a it's a good move. We'll it's, see.
1: It's weird this trend though of like TV analysts
0: becoming managers in baseball. It's very Analytics. strange. Well, you mentioned one guy that's could be coming up next, right? Um, well,
1: it, yeah, I think uh, Eduardo Perez, I believe, is interviewing. Um, is it Cora that that used to be an analyst? Now again, like Aaron Boone and 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 Alex Cora are guys that played baseball for a long time, so it's not like they are ju- like they didn't come up through the broadcast ranks and broadcasting school. No. They, they were baseball players, obviously. But it, it is an odd career track, right? Pro player to broadcaster back to manager. It's just an odd, just an odd thing. Like it's the Gruden, that's why Gruden is such a weird thing in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Like how many guys have done that? Like there's a few of them in college. Bob Davy used to coach at Notre Dame and then did TV for ESPN. For like ten years, and then took a job at New Mexico, and New Mexico's been terrible. <laughs> so well, like, Gruden, you know, it's I mean, weird.
2: Gruden that did it before he went to ESPN. It seems like baseball maybe is one of those sports that you know you can play, then go do whatever you want, analysts, and then can get hired as a manager. Like you don't have to go through the ranks. Like football, it seems like you got to go through the ranks.
0: Can you be out of baseball longer as a manager and then come back longer than you can other sports? Because like if you're away mm. from football for a real long time or basketball and you come back, sometimes I feel like the game might pass you by. Chip Chip
2: Kelly. You can, <laughs> but because of I think the success that Herm Edwards is having, it's going to start to make college um teams. I'm just saying college in particular. College team probably view it a little bit different now. Um but you got to be if you if you've been out of it for a while, you got to be a high energy guy. Coming back into the game, well, and what's helping Herm? I mean, I don't know. What you call Collis doing in North Carolina? Yeah, um, Mac Brown Mac but, doing in
1: North Carolina. How long is that going to last? That's interesting yeah. to me. But he's also had a long history in North Carolina. Uh-huh. He was there for ten years in the nineties, and, and you know, brought them to pretty high levels. What's interesting about Herm, and I don't know if you guys have watched any of the HBO documentaries uh, that they're mm-hmm. doing. They're doing a four-part series with Florida and Dan Mullen, James Franklin at Penn State, Herm I Edwards saw a at Arizona bit of the State, Herms. And, and what's astounding, like Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I saw that one. Is Like how many years was he at the Bengals? 12 years Mm -hmm. or whatever? He he is paid. He's not on the coaching staff Mm -hmm. but he spends all day in an office in the Arizona State facility breaking down tape of the practice and of players. I'm like, can you imagine that kind of act? Like Derek Mason, the coach at Vandy. You think he's got a former 12-year veteran head coach helping him Mm -hmm. as a non-staffed member of the coaching staff at Vanderbilt? No. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that kind of uh, facility or or support. Mm -hmm. Arizona State is putting everything in place for Herm and it's loaded with it's the the staff and the personnel are loaded with former NFL guys and a lot of them are going to move on to the NFL quickly. So mm-hmm. the question is going to be for Herm Edwards how fast does he restock mm-hmm. his his staff and for you know Gruden I, I think you're right about being away from the game. Baseball, you know, is while the analytics are maybe more driving things, it's still the game itself doesn't change a whole lot. More home runs, more fastballs. I mean, I, I don't know if you could I'm not going to pretend to be in the in the weeds on on trends in baseball, but You know, offenses go out of style pretty quickly in in big-time football. Like The defenses catch up to you pretty fast. It seems like baseball
2: doesn't change as
1: quick as some of
2: these other sports. Mm -hmm.
0: Funny you mentioned James Franklin really quick, too. I saw this yesterday. The third-winningest coach in college football since 2016 (laughs) is James Franklin behind Saban and Dabo. You know? Thirty-eight wins. And I'm still oh, not wow. even sure,
1: and I'm still not even sure he's a good football coach. But, yeah, I agree. Like he doesn't manage games well. Um, you know, I don't know what the substance is that he's selling, but he's a really good seller. <laughs> but they got good players, and they win games, and they're they're clearly more competitive than than they were, you know, previously. So it, it's listen, he's doing a good job. Um, I think the HBO thing is it, like it's interesting with James Franklin. He, he, you you just feel like there's a motive behind everything he mm-hmm. does. There, there's a plan behind everything he does, you know, and it doesn't always feel like it's in line with what he's telling you, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, there's a plan behind everything he does, but it's really about his, him and his program. And which I listen, that's fine. It's a, it's you're making he's six a program you're five whatever five six million dollars. It's a cutthroat job. I get it.
0: Okay, so here's a question for for basketball fans in the city of Nashville. Now, Braden, you had mentioned this off the air a couple of times. D you're your big NBA guy. Is Job ja Morant enough? over on the West end of this state in Memphis for basketball fans that maybe don't have a true allegiance in the NBA to follow route for and pull for a because they're in the state of Tennessee and B because of where he played at in college.
1: Listen, 14 points last night. I think four assists, four rebounds, six turnovers um, and they, and they lost. So, so not a great debut, by the way, RJ Barrett, welcome to the NBA, 21 points, nine of 13 shooting for my New York Knicks. Um, Back being a Knicks fan, by the way, guys. Um, I, I hope that people watch John ja Morant and the Grizzlies. I think they've got an interest. I don't know how good they are. Um, the big fella, Jackson, from Michigan State, your alma mater there, mm-hmm. D-Mace, he's a, he's a really, really talented young guy, a big man there that can move and shoot the three and move around. They've got some interesting pieces. I mm-hmm. I am more interested in the Grizzlies today because of John ja Morant. I, all I can speak for is myself. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'm not. It. I mean, man, Memphis is – I would thing. love for Memphis to get back to where they were um, with Randolph and Gasol, where they were in the Western Conference Finals. Um, that was kind of a grind, the grindhouse. That was that grind team. Basketball has changed, Great understand. Teams. Um But it, there's nothing...
0: So two months from now, let's say they're appealing. playing well. Yeah. And let's say Morant is in the running with Barrett for Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Right around the beginning of January. Weekend, you're not taking DJ to uh, drive to Memphis to nah, watch a game? Nope. Really? Mm-hmm. What if the Lakers are in town? Well,
2: of course he'd go nope. in. I'm still not going.
0: still
1: not going. So, so as a guy who loves the sports, just, what is I it that's not I, interesting?
0: I, just, I,
2: I haven't spent – Memphis may be great. I don't know. They're, uh, they're not going to be great. <laughs> no, I'm saying the city of Memphis. It may be oh, great. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. It's a lot of history. But I just there's nothing that makes me – even a basketball team. Now – if, you know, L.A. goes to Atlanta somewhere or Indianapolis, then, yeah, so i go drive. The, so, it's yeah, so it's about the it's city. It's about the city more so. That's why I said, I mean, I would have love for uh, Make sure Memphis. everyone knows that's Derek Mason saying yeah. that.
1: I mean, and, and, and no, no
2: I, I said I don't. Memphis could be a great city. I don't know. I don't know a lot about I know they have a lot of history. But that's that's not a city that I'm, like, looking to go to regardless of if the basketball team is there or not. I'm just not looking to go to Memphis. It's a so, great city. So maybe a great city. I don't So, so LeBron James plays me. for
1: the Memphis Grizzlies. You're not going.
0: Nah no, okay I'm so well, going. you don't like Memphis that much. Well, let's it's forget not that going. I don't there. like
2: Memphis. It's that there's I just
0: don't Will want you to go. watch the Grizzlies uh-huh. because of John Moran.
2: Would I watch the
1: Grizzlies Because
2: uh, they, uh, yeah, they yeah, play no. on they play on Fox
0: Sports Tennessee the, on nights yes, when the Preds are on. I just on. don't
1: like the The answer for me is yes, I want to see him play. I just don't
2: I can't watch it
1: on Fox sports. I could watch
0: hockey but I can't watch basketball on Fox Sports for some reason.
1: Okay, this. So I okay. don't care who.
2: So are you, you a national
0: okay. telecast elitist when it comes no, to? Hoops? No, no,
2: no, no. Because no, I watch the Lakers let's, on just
1: about any the NBA TV. I watch it on that. I watch the the start of the game on NBA TV. Let's flesh this out a little bit. So you've never really been to Memphis, but I've you don't want to go to I've Memphis. I've been
2: to Memphis for a whole year. Well, right, yeah. Uh, we used to fly back and forth to Memphis. <laughs> right, so, yes, yes, I've been there a lot. Uh, I would go to dance recitals in Michigan because my daughter would dance there at time from time to time. I've been to Memphis on bowl games. Um, okay. But I just – So no the, desire. Just no desire. It's not that I hate the place. I – I just there's no desire to go. Well, the, just, the, one of the reasons like, I bring I this no up desire to go is to because cities,
0: you you city. have said we've had this conversation when we've talked about like yeah. major league baseball coming to uh-huh. Nashville. You've been adamant that you think the NBA would work in Nashville. Yeah, I so that's why think, I'm asking yeah. you as a Nashvilleian if if John Moran is a big enough draw for you now because because we know we're not getting an NBA team, if, but would, if, would if, that become your adopted team short of the Lakers?
2: I mean, I would like if you know I would like. Mem- the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, I like Memphis when Randolph was there, but Randolph was a Michigan State guy. Yeah, that's, uh, too, that's
1: too close to, to home.
2: Exactly. So, and Gasol, I like Gasol. And, and, Mike Conley's and a good player. Conley was a good player. Big 10 guy, so I watched him in the Big 10. So, those are guys that I was familiar with. Jaron Jackson, I, you know, I like yeah, Jaren. He's Jackson. A he's State a Michigan State, State guy. guy. Yeah. Um, so, but, I will... How is it that I'm more interested in this team than you are? I, yeah, you're right. Um, but to me... <laughs> I wish Memphis, the Grizzlies, was in Nashville. I said yesterday, and I don't think you guys heard me, I said that, you know, the state of California has four teams, four NBA teams. I said they should take Sacramento cuz right now Sacramento is just nobody wants to go there even Hi- <laughs> Hill Buddy Hill said listen nobody really wants to come even to Doug Christie oh, he got resigned right after <laughs> didn't got yeah. again and
1: as what what did I tell you when you said that I said there's 50 million people in California exactly. they, can, they can they can they can support that Exactly I said they should two I said
2: they should take barely support one they should bring Sacramento to Nashville and they'll go I NBA team God. I would love that I know I, I would know. love well, that. Well, right,
1: you would. But there's
2: other teams know, I'm prefer- before that happen. I'm, I'm sure they because this city has changed so much, there are people that are that are here from the city of Detroit that loves basketball. There are people here from young, California, young people, young people that love basketball. loves basketball. I you know, I'm sure if we had like a basketball, if we could Talk basketball a little bit more. I'm pretty sure people would call in during the season, like when it got going. Yeah, Not was, now, maybe later on the season. Yeah, the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. I think you would get people talking more and more about basketball.
0: Yeah, so, well, I mean, once the NBA regular season begins on Christmas Day, yeah. No, exactly. yeah, you
1: right. See, you watch it after Christmas. I I enjoy watching it. Period. I, I mean, I, I, it, there's 81 more games to go for the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, they, listen, they're picked by many people to be the worst team in the Western Conference, so mm-hmm. this is not going to be a good basketball team. But they are a growing basketball but team. To, to Nick's question, like I, I John ja Morant was a one of the. I mean, was it the OVC championship game against Dylan Windler and Belmont that they went back and forth on in mm-hmm. the in the like the. The the winner goes to the tournament, and it was just this spectacular basketball game. I, I think John Morant has lured me in. Mm-hmm. I, I, they've got a couple of nice pieces. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a nice piece. He's really fun to watch. Athletic, big. stretch had lured me in. Lured me in
2: yet?
0: let well, say that they're not yeah. good.
1: That's the problem, and and they're just not. And, and but so, Morant
0: alone has so. star power.
1: I, I think he will eventually. You know, if you go 14-4-4 four and, four and have six turnovers like he did last night in his debut, that's not a lot of star power. Again, I'm not trying to be a Knicks homer here, but R.J. Barrett's the only is one of only two players his age to score 20 points as an NBA deb- debut. The only other person in that group is LeBron James. So R.J. Barrett has already had, had a, a really you know, marquee performance, quote-unquote, if you want to call it that, in a loss in, in game one, whatever well, and that, he whatever has, that He's
0: got second bet. The, the top three odds for rookie of the year in the NBA are Zion Williams in number one, surprise. surprise. Who's out six to eight? R.J. Barrett, number two, yeah. and John Moran, three, which I believe was the draft order on DraftMade, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. Well, it was, no, it was no, flipped. It was, it was, John yeah. Morant was yeah. second. Yeah. Okay. And then R.J. R.J. Barrett
2: was third, yeah. was third. That's
1: right. But I've spent the last year and a half saying I thought R.J. Barrett was the better player than Zion Williamson. So.
2: I think they should just move the team. But it's, just, it's shit, not going to just take John Morant, though. It, yeah, it, they need a lot more. That's what made
1: yeah. that Memphis Grizzly team special when they had Mark Gazal. Yeah, they had they Tony Allen, Rudy Zach Randolph. Rudy Gay. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gay. Yeah, Rudy Gay. Yeah. They had it, six or seven guys. Yeah and, yeah, and every guy had a different personality. I think when you get these guys, you got, you know, John Moran and you got Jaron Jackson and start building them around a yeah. little bit more personality, then people will kind of pay right. attention now, to it. And the coach on that team is now the Knicks' coach, right? Fis- Fisdale, right? Yeah, we. Yeah. I say we, I shouldn't say that. The Knicks have the guy that was in charge of that team. Didn't they run that guy out of town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. not Because they didn't get far enough in the, in the tournament. Like, you know, he, he's. He built a team, they were good, and then they sort of like, it felt like they gave up on the build. I, I don't know. Maybe well, he was also after Lionel Hollins, too, which was kind of yeah. hard to, to yeah, beat yeah. when you're after a guy that's very respected in that yeah. city. Yeah. So that's kind of, he got kicked out the door. Bring the NBA to Nashville.
2: I don't know how that's going to work, man. I don't know either. Just bring them. I don't think it's going to. Just like they want to
1: bring baseball, bring. I don't think, uh, I don't look, think it's a I, lock to fail. I don't think baseball would work either. Yeah. But that's I, me. Yeah, you're
0: right. 20 years from now.
1: That's a different story. Ten years from now, it,
0: th- and that's that that's
1: that's what the MLS is looking at. Well, yeah. That's why they've come here, is because they're looking at what Nashville will be, not what they are today. And young, diverse, you know, young professionals that they like. They like soccer. And they like basketball. They don't watch.
2: They baseball. want to be seen. Okay. Yeah. And basketball baseball. games are great places to be seen. Yeah. That's
0: that's a good point. Stars come out. Big finish. Nine forty-five. Hal Gill coming up at nine thirty. We're back after this on Morning Drive. That is correct. You can take morning drive anywhere you go on that open road. You just download the Game Nashville app. If you've that? got Bluetooth in your car. Boom. 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 You got us. How about that transition? That was American Professional Authors. Professional broadcasting here. It was what? American Authors, go. man. Exactly. I've never heard of them. Good I mean, band. Me neither until today. I saw it on a folder. little alt-rock. A little alt-nation channel yeah, it stuff. Sounds like, it sounds like yacht rock. Who yacht? That's weak There's sauce. such a music That's sauce. A weak sauce right there. I know. I know. It wasn't... um. Straight out weeks. So it wasn't was Jason ready. Isbell. Well,
1: I mean, I'm sorry. I saw him last night. I'm a little spoiled right now. It
0: wasn't O.J. Simpson. I mean, not O.J. Simpson. It <laughs> Stur- <laughs> wasn't Sturgill Simpson.
1: Definitely wasn't O.J.
2: Simpson. I'm just <laughs> saying. Sturgill- I'm just saying take care. Sturgill slays oh on the on the axe.
0: What if Sturgill Simpsons opened up, opened up his concert and he started his... Uh, Hello, he'll, Twitter world. <laughs> Hello, Hello, <concert> Ryman.
1: world. <laughs> Hello, Ryman.
2: Hello, Ryman. you truly here. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> Nobody in the audience would get it. Y'all are crazy. Here's, none, of, none of them are sports fans.
0: <laughs> uh, Hal Gill, bottom of the hour. Uh, quick note on the Predators' wild tonight. Uh, Minnesota wild goaltender Devin Dubnik. Day-to-day, he will actually miss tonight's game against the Predators due to an upper body injury suffered on Tuesday night. So the wild... Back here for a second time in a short period of time, we'll be with a backup goalie between the pipes. Uh, one thing we have to m- kind of mention, like, are we trying to be funny with the promo we just ran about we talk sports out of our app?
1: No comment. <laughs> I think we...
0: Because I've cause heard you know that now I multiple first, times, we, and that's what goes we, through yeah, my head. We, when I first heard not, it,
2: I said, huh?
1: I think that's the idea, guys.
0: I kind of yeah. like it, if yeah. that's the motive. Yeah. Even, even if it's was,
2: not
1: yeah. the motive. No, I think that's the idea. Okay. Uh-huh. I said, okay. Yeah. App... I am app. pro, I am pro talking right out of our app. App, that's what I say. I mean, I, 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 I do, I I do think, that every day. I, I think all day.
0: of us really mm-hmm. talk sports out of the app because yeah. Yeah. if you download the app, you're hearing us talk and it's 90% of the time about sports. <laughs> but sometimes there are people on this channel that talk sports out of something else. Um, and I know Mace. You've, yeah. You've got some visuals you wanted to address here on the on the instant.
2: I wanted to go bring it up, but I guess I got to bring it up yeah, now. Yeah, I just come. It's just threw under the box. Yeah. So you know, going through uh, on during the break, you know, going through Instagram, and first thing that pops up is should I give the name or just a quote first?
0: Give the uh, quote. No, let's give the quote first. Hang on, hang
1: on. I need. I want a dramatic interpretation. Okay. Like I want you to read it, and make it sound really okay. serious. Okay.
2: So people, here is the quote. I'm not going to tell you who it's from. Here is the quote. It could be from a a great person. Could not be from a great person. You're, you're digging it deeper. Could be from an author. One of. Uh, it's def- one not the American author. De- one of the definitely. greatest poets in, in in American history. It's not. <laughs> here it is is this Mark Twain <laughs> Maya Angelou who, who, I don't know
1: love, some, love me some Maya Angelou. absolutely
2: here it is if you want to make a name you better stand and deliver let me say that again if you want to make a name you better stand and deliver there's a price we must
0: pay Every loser and every winner.
1: You did a pretty good job.
0: Stand and deliver. Is he talking about a quarterback upright in the pocket? Is that Ryan Tannehill?
1: (laughs) No, it's not
2: one. Okay. Ryan Tannehill.
0: That was my guess. You got a guess? Um Can you give us the quote again? Just give it like normal just 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 read it normally.
2: If you want to make a name, you better stand and deliver. There's a price we pay every loser and winner. Jeremy Pruitt. No, I was thinking that would be um, Butch Jones. And back in the- <laughs> that is a Butch. You're there. right.
3: I apologize. I,
1: I used the wrong under 500 Tennessee volunteer football coach. It was Butch Jones. Yeah, I thought it would be Butch okay. Jones. But- All right, so let's reveal I, I the identity. I didn't realize Butch was on Instagram. Yeah, me either. I didn't cool. realize
2: I was following him either. Good job, Butch. <laughs> either. Um, no, it is one. Jarrett Stillman, or as some may call
1: him,
0: Gerald uh, Stone, Gerald, Gerald and the coach. coach. Some, some, call yeah. and the coach. some call him
2: Jordan
1: in the coach. Hotcakes. Some call him hotcakes. So here's here's a Some call him cheese. Read the first line of the quote again for me. <laughs> I don't know
2: who called him cheese. Called We're gonna start cheese. calling him
1: this <laughs> Cheese, <Jeez. laughs> yo, cheese. Okay. Give me, the, give me the first line um, of just the first one. Okay.
2: If you wanna make a name, you better stand and deliver.
1: What's a, what's it a picture of? Him City. Okay. <laughs> That's all you needed to know.
3: That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my goodness.
3: Oh, it's my goodness. hard to contradict
1: yourself in your own yeah. Instagram post, isn't it? Oh,
2: man. <laughs> I'm glad. You know, I'm glad Stillman.
1: He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah, got not. a good
2: sense of humor. I really am. Because if he didn't, he could be in a corner right oh. now, balled up right now, well, crying.
1: Well, Listen. The but three, he, the three of us will, will. We we hold each other accountable here. Yeah. Like we're, we're not gonna feel good about ourselves when yes, we walk out exactly. of here.
0: I earth. will grant him special dispensation on a couple swings and misses on social mm-hmm. media. Yeah, based on the excellence of the execution. Exactly behind the OJ post that uh-huh. he did Ooh, when he did point. the video yeah. reacting on social media, mm-hmm. quoting OJ Simpson, mm-hmm. that gained him like four mulligans with me. Look, this ah. is this is why
1: you tune into our show because we call it how we see it, right? Exactly. We call, if, when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it's bad. We we say it how it is. And when he does a Twitter post imitating O.J. Simpson, as much as I don't like that we're glorifying an alleged double murderer, uh, I I think he did a great job. I think Stillman nailed it. He was absolutely great. He, He took a stab at it. (laughs) <laughs> I think, I, I think this, uh, this yes. when it's bad, you got to call it bad. You, you have oh, an inspirational quote, you didn't even use proper punctuation. Like, yeah, you si- critiqued the whole thing. Down, you said like, you put one, on, one comma, should put
2: another. Yeah, like, you, like <laughs> come on, dude. Like,
1: get an editor, <laughs> and then. Maybe put but two a, sentences, put a picture of yourself standing. If well, you're talking you about standing. you do know
0: there there is one thing on social media when it comes to punctuation and grammar that drives me nuts. What's that? It's the people that have their tweet set on a default setting that every time they either reply, tweet, or quote tweet, mm-hmm. the first letter of the first word is lowercase. You don't oh. like that? That drives me insane. Really? I don't know why people do that, and I know it's not it's not like a. Default setting where the iPhone autocorrects. I think you must actually set it that way. John maybe Heyman, you, maybe you're right. Baseball reporter did that forever, and I tweeted him, and I was like, John, and I was to- I was being a total jerk. I'm like, John, <laughs> you're a professional journalist. Can you start your tweets with a capital letter?
1: So, but here's the thing, though. Like, I know
0: I'm nitpicking. Yeah, because
1: because then you're gonna then you turn into your versus your guy, right? Like, right. If you're your versus your guy.
0: Like, when somebody tweets me and says you're a hack and they spell a right. I love pointing that out. Like, so, if you're going to okay, write me, get the, get the spelling right.
1: I, I think you just need to be consistent. If you're on social media and you're going to be the your guy where you're going to complain about somebody who used the wrong your, which happens way too much with yeah. grown-ass adult people who should know how to use proper language, um, That that you got to be consistent. Like, if you're upset about the first letter not being capitalized, uh-huh. also then you have to be upset about the your, you know, Yesterday I typed in wear, mm-hmm. as in like wear like clothing. W-A-L. But it but it it just wrote out with the h e r e like where are you going? And I didn't see it because I didn't just, I didn't reread it. Uh-huh. I, I, and I just posted it. And and of course Mitch Light, Tweet, my boss, yeah. who I was tweeting it to, immediately comes and goes. Hey, uh, it's, it's it's we were talking about wearing clothing, not wear. And I was like, cool dude, cool. Uh-huh. I'm like way to go, man. You got me. <laughs> well, thanks. I just I just the problem with stillman is he's trying so hard. And when you're doing that, you got to get it right. Ain't it. He nailed Do you think a, Stillman nailed is really
0: trying that hard. He
1: nailed the OJ thing, man. I, I, I think it. he was trying. he, nailed, and he it. nailed
0: it. I would just say right now that if Stillman's listening, he's saying right now. Oh, I'm, he's listening. I'm winning. Yeah, he's, because yeah, he's they're talking yeah, about me. Absolutely. his
2: name is in our mouths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gives us something to talk <laughs> so about like every say. other yeah.
0: week, which I'm all about. I'm yeah. all about talking about our coworkers on the exactly. show. Yeah, I don't mind giving other people love. No, not or acknowledgement. Absolutely. We're some people in this industry try to operate good like other people don't exist. I yeah, think it's bogus. Yeah. Chase McCabe doesn't exist to me yeah. anymore. Constable's dead to us. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to see him anymore. Yeah, he's dead to us. Stay yeah. away. Yeah. He gone. Don't peek in the window either, no, Chase. No, don't come here.
2: What a weirdo. Don't come in here and sit down yeah. either.
0: And we'll close the blinds on you. How's yes. RV doing, We'll turn
2: our back to you.
0: Unlike Motel 6, we will not leave the light on for you. <laughs>
2: Definitely not.
0: I'm, right. Tom Bodin, I'm Tom Bodin. And we'll leave the light on for
2: you. Come here. We might put some cans in a pillowcase. Exactly. What? Turn the lights off and let you walk in. Hey, you know, dude, we just,
1: we just went to, like, murder like, <laughs> two seconds.
0: I'm just saying. Take care. Take care. Coming up next, to, our to buddy Hal Gill will join us. <laughs> we'll talk with our pal, Skillsy. By the way. It more on our
2: radio station. What just happened?
0: I'm allowed to call him Skillsy. Are you? Yeah, the, the Twitter public weighed in. Yeah. Two-thirds oh, of wow. the votes came in. They said Skillsy is acceptable.
1: How many precincts have reported? Oh, wow.
0: Nine out of ten. Okay. Yeah, we're still waiting on a few. Okay.
1: I, mean, right, I think cool. that's okay. He's not a player anymore. So. <laughs> as long as you're not. You don't work for the Preds radio network, and he's not a player. So there you go. You're good.
0: Hal Gill next. Back in here, live on a Thursday edition of Morning Drive. Our buddy Robbie Stanley just tweeted out a moment ago: Philip Forsberg skating by himself about an hour before morning skate begins. According to Robbie Stanley, he says, "quote I would take that as a sign he'll be out of the lineup again." tonight, but let's talk Fred's Predators and the Wild tonight, Bridgestone Arena we welcome in our pal Hal Gill Fred's radio analyst, Gilsey, good morning how are you?
3: Good morning, and, and thanks sir I, just listening to you guys, uh, thanks for letting Twitter decide what you can call me yes, because <laughs> if Twitter says it's okay, then it's acceptable have we even asked you Hal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no one's ever asked me what should, we, what should we call you? we'll just ask Twitter what we can call you uh, listen, I will call you Mr. Gill if you'd like that's fine. <laughs>
3: Skillsy Skillsy's good by me, I, you know. As long as I'm still relevant and someone's calling me, exactly.
0: <laughs> and Mister Gill is brought to you by Puckets <laughs> here on Morning Drive. So Skillsy, let's look at this team right now. If in fact Philip Forsberg misses tonight's game, we saw a team last uh, on Tuesday night that still put up a, a six spot. I think it just speaks volumes of how deep this team is that a guy like Philip Forsberg can be out for a short extended period of time and the offense not miss a beat. What, what are some of the differences you see in the line combinations when a guy like Philip Forsberg's not on the ice?
3: Yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah what a treat. You know, you have a guy like Kyle Turris. Uh, I think you've, you know, for everyone's talking about him and he had a bad year and he's coming out and now he's playing well. You know, you added that depth in, with Duchene on forward, and for the purpose of, of, you know, obviously he's a great player. But, you know, his trickle-down effect that he's tr- he's created with the Preds is, is awesome. You, you know, you can go through, like you said, missing Forsberg, who's, uh, you know, arg- arguably the, the best player and the most talented and the, your biggest sniper. You, you know, he's he's the guy you're looking to, and he goes out and you still put up six because you put up tourists on the line and you have firepower down through the lineup. Uh, I just think that speaks volumes about what Duchesne has done to this. The makeup of,
1: of the forwards. How we talked to Peter Laviolette earlier uh, this morning, and and he said, you know, the thing that he's most that's kind of caught him off guard the most is how poorly they've played on defense relative to their level of success the last five years. So it's all relative here. We're, we're nitpicking a pretty good team. Um, you played the position for for you know two decades. What have you seen from this defensive unit that's maybe not where it needs to be when they get to the playoffs in, in you know six months?
3: Yeah, it, right now it's you know it's not even close. But I look around, really, it's it's the whole NHL. It it's, it always cracks me up because when I went through this when I was playing, everyone is looking for offense. Everyone wants their offensive defenseman. Everyone wants all these studs that they get wowed at camp. And the young kids come in and they look awesome and they're making plays. And you, they got to get them in the lineup. And then you know you get through the season and then everyone's like. All right, that's awesome that they're they're great offensively, but they're getting exposed defensively. And if we want to win the playoffs, we got to lock it down, and then everyone, all the defensive guys, come back in the lineup. And I, I think that's just a mindset. And I think the the Preds, obviously in the off season, let's let's correct the power play. Let's add more offense. We're adding Duchene. It's all offense, and then you know there's got to be a correction where you say, okay. We got the offense now. Let's focus on the defense. And it's really a mindset. And I, I remember my first year in the league, our second year in the league, sorry, Pat Burns came up to me after practice. He goes, you're making a lot of plays out there. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. And he said, no, I, I don't want you to try to make plays. You should just be focused on defense. And I, I was, it was kind of a slap in the face at the time. But it, it really was – my goal was to play defense and if I was distracted by that by trying to make too much offense I wasn't doing my job properly and, and that's the way he looked at it and I think the Preds are, are caught in that a little bit. And you don't want to give up all that offense but you gotta tighten it up on defense.
2: Hell let's let's stick with the defensive theme and it, it it's more so talking about UC sorrows. We know that U C is wonderful. He's he's proven that um, you know, game in and game out. Um, Last year, we know that if he's not the best backup in National Hockey League, he's one of the best. But he has struggled um, this year. Um, He's given up goals. I think it's close to four goals a game, if not four. Um, As a player, former player, is there something that you can do when you know he's on the ice and he's between the pipes that can kind of help get him going? Well, I I think uh, the games. I
3: don't think it's a small sample size. We're we're talking Mm -hmm. about i i don't think he's played poorly i think he's he's played well and and the team has was played poor defensively around him and i think that's he's kind of a byproduct of that we'll find out as it goes along he's a young goalie and he's got to recover from from getting scored on you know it's it's a tough hit for a goalie but uh, yeah you know i, I think it, it's, it's it's really the defensive structure isn't quite there and it makes it tough on a on a young goalie so Um, you know, I don't, I don't worry about juice. I, I, I think, uh, Pex will take care of him, of course. And, and, uh, you know, I, I I think he's, I think he's done well. I think the D around him has to be better. That's the the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, he was exposed a couple times because his defense was abused.
0: Skillsy, let me go a little deep here in the weeds with Victor Arvidsson. Production-wise, he's having a good year. The energy is there. It's a typical Victor Arvidsson type of season. But I saw a stat on the Fox Sports Tennessee telecast with Mason Willie on Tuesday that his shot volume is down. Uh, I know the efficiency there is there, but the volume is down. And if you think about it from like like a football standpoint, it's like saying, yeah, quarterback threw for 300 yards, but he made 42 pass attempts, or a guy in the NBA scored. 35 but he shot it 33 times do the predators and peter Laviolette want to see the high volume of shots from victor arvidsson or are they just care do they just care about the bottom line and the efficiency
3: yeah it's it's so hard when, when you're looking at a stat you uh, like shot volume um you know you want shooting percentage to be up and if that's down then shot volume is that you know it goes up it's it's kind of a balance um but I, I, I've always looked back to the eye test where you, where you say, okay, what is he doing? Why is he doing that? Um, you know, the Preds have had a h- couple games where they've missed the net a ton. Now, I always say, you know, you want, obviously you want to hit the net. You want to do this, but you got to pick a corner. There's no sense just shooting at a goalie's chest. So if you're picking corners and you're trying to, and you miss the net, is, is that a, bad? Is that necessarily something you should be worried about? Um, is he getting all the grade A chances and the shot volume can come from a lot of things, but I just love the way Arvy has been working below the goal line. I think that's that's his strength. That's where he wants to get the puck, and I don't think that's necessarily going to give him shot volume. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's going to be crashing in on the forecheck, and you know, you play the highlight reel ahead of every every game you watch Arvy play. Is it? Is it? Are you really thinking shots? Or are you thinking, man, this guy's all over the net? Uh, you know, it's. But um, so I, I don't necessarily worry about it. I think you, you measure everything and and look at everything when a guy's struggling or playing well. You you look at all the stats, uh, but in the end, you got to look at the complete body of work and how he's doing things.
0: Skillsy always
3: good.
0: Always a pleasure. We appreciate the insight. We'll be listening later tonight. Thank you.
3: All right, thanks,
0: guys. You got it. How Gil brought to you by Puckets. and the reason I brought that up is because we last year Victor Robertson had you know over thirty goals. What was it, thirty four? He finished with franchise record. And if if he's on pace this year, obviously stay healthy, you know, and he's going to put up some numbers on a reduced shot volume. Imagine if the volume goes back up and what the actual output could be.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, listen, his. You know, Derek, you asked Laviolette about this earlier, just sort of how much joy do you get watching this guy play he's just a known commodity like there's just no question you know you talk d all about like hey you're going to compete every sunday in the nfl you have to produce your own standard and then live up to that standard every single time you go out on the field and arvidsson is just he's set his bar at a certain place and it just never moves he's at that bar every single shift it doesn't matter and i think colton sissons is like that as well Mm -hmm. I, i think what makes colton sissons so good is he does the same thing. Now, he's a different player. He's not a scorer. He's not going to be on the top line going 34 goals. But, like, what he does as his role on the team, he does it. He set that bar for himself, and he never is really below that bar. And there's a lot of guys on the team that are like mm-hmm. that.
0: Big finish coming up next here on Morning Drive on ESPN, 102.5 The Game.
3: The Game. We've had a big show. A big show. And now it's
1: time for a- Finish on Morning
0: Drive. It is time for the big finish. We do it each and every day at 9.45 here on Morning Drive, and it's brought to you by
1: The Nashville Soccer Club. Get your MLS tickets for the inaugural season today. Go to Nashville Want to remind you, ESPN 949 Game 2 is the official English radio home of the Nashville Soccer Club. Listen in Saturday night as Nashville SC. I believe takes on Charleston Battery, who won last night at First Tennessee Park in the first round of the USL playoffs. That is right, although it might be technically the second round. Pre-game begins at 6.30 uh, with kickoff at 7 o'clock, only on ESPN four nine. Game 2, powered by your Middle Tennessee Toyota dealers. They sort of have play-in games, right, in, in the USL playoffs, so there you go.
0: Right now, if you want a pair of tickets to that game on Saturday, all you have to do is be caller number five six one five seven three seven. 1025 Marquise. Let's take that and rewind it back. And we welcome you into a Thursday edition of Morning Drive, ESPN 1025, the game. Boys, what up? Tannehill Chapter 2, coming soon to a theater near you. Don't sleep on the Tamarhan, folks. <laughs> we tried telling you this guy could very well be the 2020 MVP of the League. <laughs> the resurgence is upon us.
1: It's just. It's just, it's so weak to weak in this sport. Right?
0: If you've never seen Joe Montana play football, you watch Sunday. <laughs> T- Tannehill's got a better arm than
1: Joe. Yeah, he <laughs> does. Probably. No, that's very
0: true. So I go to Kroger yesterday, and I'm going up and down the, uh, I'm looking for the protein bars. Wow elderly lady comes flying and and I'm telling you she had to be at least 75 and I'm not trying to be disrespectful but she had to be 75 there's nothing disrespectful about that and it was you know I wore sandals yesterday Uh she ran over my toe with a shopping cart oh Oh, dude I yelled like I got shot how fast was she going? Uh, she was moving. Norway. I mean, it wasn't even a motorized car. Normally, I mean, she was pushing. I mean, well, when Wall of Fortune starts at seven, Nick, you got to get out you, the way, dude. Like
1: you get, you guys. Yeah, it was L- eight and Lubey, a half hours ago. The, the dinner buffet at Luby's starts at five o'clock.
2: I had a whole bunch of sheets. I was going to wait until Friday to do it, This is but I was just sitting around the house. I like my sheets to be extra hot when they come out, so I put the I put the dryer on like it's this might be crazy. Hot. I know some people put their dryer on like sixty minutes. You know, if it's a big load, like sixty minutes, <laughs>
0: sixty minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, you I put, know, I double mine sometimes I put like one hundred
2: and twenty minutes.
0: Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes big, sometimes big loads really are hard to handle. No. Greg Allman, who does a great job covering the Bucks for the Athletic. What they have and the configuration they've gone with hasn't gone well. Um,
1: in terms of the yards they're giving up, the points they're giving up, it's taking them out of games at times. So, especially to see Tannehill have a good game like he had Sunday, moving the ball, throwing the ball downfield, that's dangerous. And honestly, backup quarterbacks do really well against this team for whatever reason. They, they faced Daniel Jones in his first game, and he had a great game. You know, they faced Bridgewater, they faced Kyle Allen. They've faced a lot of backup quarterback or, or new starters this year, and they haven't fared well in this game.
0: You pointed at the television, what were you pointing at? Oh, no, Tiger Woods is in elite lead at a golf tournament that's not televised. He yeah. had,
2: what is it, six straight over. birdies? He what, yeah, six straight birdies? What are you talking about? What are you doing breaking down golf over know. there? Is it? it is what it is. This every guy. Was, every <laughs> once in a hey, while. Nick, even Nick. though that tournament don't mean that.
1: Kale needs, uh, to, go uh, take a cold, he needs to go take a cold shower. <laughs> is that
2: John, Is
0: that Johnny Miller over there? I can't see real well. I just had a t- you know a typical like you know white undershirt on last uh-huh. night. <laughs> what my my wife looks at me. She goes, "You starting to grow moobs?" Oh, oh. yikes! And I'm like, "What?" I'm like, yikes. "What did you just say?" Yikes! She goes, "Yeah." No. I go, right, "Well, I well, maybe you two gonna share bras now?" <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, moobs are man boobs. was well, like a bully, like, man. was like Kristen Cold-Blooded. Like, cold, like, Coming in for the, it's like it's like the kill tubby? shot. You want some Tito's, Tabby?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe that clear stuff should be water Dude. and not vodka. She punched yeah. me right in the face with that one. You know, Nick, his, I feel bad for you. His I'm his his surprised haymaker. you came to work today. Yeah, well, I got my my toe ran over by a shopping yeah. cart, and then my wife says I'm getting fat. Go <laughs> home. Go home.
1: That means you need go to
2: remember. Home, yeah. Just
0: take that L. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick, take the L for Wednesday and go home, bro. <laughs> To Bridgestone Arena, and it's time for coffee with the coach as we welcome in the head coach of your Nashville Predators, Peter Laviolette.
3: Certainly, Kyle playing really well right now, and especially, I think, even moving up the lineup. He played, you know, before he moved up, and he's producing points, and he moves up, and he plays you know, with guys like Shane and Granlin, and they're just a little
0: bit more offensive and they're able to create. He's done a good job on the power play. He's collected some power play points, got a good shot, but I definitely think the confidence factors into that. And, you
1: know, we're really happy with the way Kyle's playing right now, and would really like to see that continue. He's,
0: he's done a terrific job. Joe road from The Athletic. Well, I think a bridge deal, I think if he plays pretty well and they, you know, win a fair amount of games and and he looks
1: okay, I think a bridge deal is still possible then because then you're still, you're probably looking at drafting a quarterback, but I mean, you can do a lot worse than Tannehill if he's willing to stay for that, to be here, kind of be the caretaker, be the mentor, be that bridge guy. I mean, I, I don't, it's going to take some kind of incredible performance for that to be possible. Now, the idea of like, do they look at Tannehill as the guy? Now, that would would be, that would require, well, I guess it would require Sunday over and over and over again, and win after win after win, and even then, you know, the, the body of work still kind of tells you that it's going to even out over time.
0: I sat down in the film room at my humble abode. No. I brought Olivia in because you know Olivia is a tomboy. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's all about sports. She actually said to me, she goes, "Last night, she goes, are we going to watch hockey tonight?" I go, "No, they don't play till Thursday." Uh-huh. I pulled her into the film room and I put on the Titans game for her. This past week with Ryan Tannehill, and she just got done breaking down the All-22. And Olivia went through, and she basically, and you'll hear in a second, she said that Tannehill goes through his reads and progressions faster than Marcus. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. She said progressions? Hence the offense coming to life. Hence less sacks. Mm -hmm. And she thinks when you know what you're doing, you can operate and go quicker through your reads. Here was Olivia last night in the film room breaking down Ryan Tannehill.
2: If you don't, if, if you don't know the game, if you don't know the order, um, you have to do it slow. If you do know though, you can do it fast. so watch. So if you know the
1: order, you can do it fast, so I know it, so I'm gonna do it zip, zap, zop. See
3: how I did it fast? because I know it. If you don't know it, watch. If you do it long, you have to do it slow. And zip, zop, zap.
0: See t- zip, zap, zap. Tannehill goes zip, <laughs> zap, zoop. Marcus is zip, zap, right.
2: sack. I, that <laughs> breakdown was precise. It was on point,
0: you know. She,
3: she kept it really yeah, entry yeah, level. If, she you, kept don't, it if concise, you don't know the order. You,
2: hey, listen, if you don't know the order, you can't zip, top zap.
0: Management we'll loves her because she didn't go too yeah. deep in the weeds.
2: Zip, zap, zap. If you want to make a name, you better stand the deliver. There's a price
0: we must pay. Every loser in every win there you have it folks the morning drive daily rewind which is a part of your big finish each and every day here on morning drive we win it quote the gerald nevermore at the end there
2: yeah, yeah we're winning we're standing up what well, we're sitting down right yeah. now but we're standing up we're winning you
0: well, know it's...
1: you guys didn't know how tall i was so apparently I'm right. always Yeah, you in. never stand up <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly as ludicrous yeah. once said stand up yeah it's a good song back in the day, like it 2003. Is. When I move, you move. Just like that. Uh, Predators tonight against the Minnesota Wild. You doing all right over there? What's the line? What's I'm good, the man. line? How are you doing? Good.
2: What's, good. The, what's, what's the line? Do, do they have the line? Look at front? you.
0: Earlier, you're quoting Tiger Woods on a, Tiger new, Woods on a like? birdie braid brigade. Now you want hockey lines.
1: Yeah, what's the line on hockey?
0: Predators minus 175. Ah, minus 175. Stone Cold Lock.
1: No dubnik. Ooh.
2: No
0: dubnik. No doubt. No diggity.
2: No diggity, no dad. Preds roll.
0: What do we got? NBA tonight? Anything good yeah. in the association? Let's take a look here. Houston Today and Milwaukee. Thursday. Yeah. That's TNT doubleheader. Ah, that'd be anybody,
1: anybody shocked that the Nationals are up two games to nothing? Yes. Yes. Very Raider.
2: much. Yes. Very yeah. much.
0: Astros are dead. Are
2: they? They're done.
0: We can't resuscitate them. They're They're down two. They're down o I two mean, going to Washington. But they can come back and get two wins. I don't think they will. Good pitching, man. Houston, Milwaukee tonight. Clippers-Warriors.
2: Houston-Milwaukee, Clippers-Warriors. That's not going to be a game. It's not going to be a game? No. Man, they got Steph and... This blatant disrespect for Steph Curry. D'Angelo Russell.
1: D'Angelo Russell,
0: Draymond Green. Uh, Doesn't intrigue you at all?
2: No. Especially if Paul George plays. I don't think... Is he playing? He might play. Game time decision.
0: Doesn't say Clippers a a one-and-a-half point favorite. Only a a one-and-a-half point favorite? Houston's only a a one-and-a-half point favorite over Milwaukee. Oh, wow. In Milwaukee or... In In Houston. Houston. Ooh,
2: bucks baby. Bucks. I got Houston. I got Houston on that one.
1: How much you guys think my side mirror is going to cost?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know, want a 550. not you tell us 600.
1: I don't have an estimate yet.
0: i over under? What's the number? Uh I think over under was 500. 500? I'm going to go under.
2: Uh you think under? Under. I think over with I but I said with labor and everything
0: else. I said over. Okay. I'm going to go under. Uh man. Some say life is too short to bet the under. Just <laughs> yeah, saying. But you're I'll right take about it. That. All right, that's it for us. Darren, Donnick, and Chase, they are coming up next. They are at Pete and Terry's Tavern today. They'll get you set and lead you right into Jared and Floyd, which will lead you right into Predators hockey tonight. The Predators and the Wild. Full recap and reaction tomorrow morning, and we will have a uh, window update as well, I believe. Take take the over, boys. (laughs) I already lost. That's the quickest bet I I ever lost. what I tell you. All right, in the words of one famous man on social media when he signed off from his Twitter posts, take
3: care. Bailey, DJ Nashville. I love you.